Hi, and welcome to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. My name's Brad McClure. You see, there was a time when I stood behind a pulpit each week and had the opportunity to teach God's Word. Today, I'm a banker, and each week I sit in a pew just like you. I may have gone from the pulpit to the pew, but I haven't lost my love for learning and teaching God's Word. And that's what this podcast is all about. So, grab your Bibles and let's study God's Word together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. So glad you chose to join us once again this week as we continue our journey with David. And we're going to skip ahead a little bit. In chapter 26, we find a very similar scene to what we saw in chapter 24 when David is going to be in a cave. Saul is going to come into the cave. David would have a chance to kill him, but he chooses not to. Against the advice of his soldiers, his top-ranking soldiers, they're saying this is your chance to be free from the pursuit of Saul, but he chooses not to. He chooses to honor God's king. Saul, he confronts Saul. Saul repents of his sin just like he did last time, but Saul's a lot like us in that he will repent of his sin, say, I'm sorry, and then go right back to it. He finds himself chasing David again. And I think David knew that, and it was ringing in his mind when we come to chapter 27. Now, chapter 27, I have spoken on these verses, maybe some of the very same points, probably the very same points that I'm going to be talking about today on this podcast, probably a year or so ago. But two things. Number one, you don't remember, I'm sure. And number two, we need these truths every day. Our, our, I believe that our church is struggling with the topic that we're going to talk about today. And many times we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to tell others. And so we just sit there and struggle, put on our smile, look like we have it together when we don't. So let's come to chapter 27. And as we read these first two lines, it's going to it's gonna be like, if you're listening and if you care about the story of David like I do, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to any Bible podcast, you must. When you hear these verses, if you're not familiar with them, you're going to go, what? You're going to say, David, what are you saying? Okay, because I do it every time. I actually just did that when I just read it. And then I cut because I messed something up and I had to redo it. <laughs> and I said, and I was like, David, what are you doing? I'm probably going to think that again. So here we go. Chapter 27, verse 1. And David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines. And Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more into the coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. Wow. There he is. I told you I'd do that. David, what are you doing? David, you got anointed by Samuel to be the next king. You, God has used you to kill Goliath. God, God helped you fight a lion and a bear and... God has protected you. Life has not been great. It's not been easy, and you're still not king, but, but you had the promise of God. But here he says, I'm going to die. Saul's going to kill me. He's never given up. He is just what we would call depressed. He's discouraged. 
He's overwhelmed by life. And this is where he finds himself. It's one of the reasons why I love David. He's so real. Can you, when I read this page, I'm like, okay, I see myself in David. There's some days when I feel like I just took out Goliath. And if Goliath's got any brothers and they're coming at me, I'm going to take them out too. I just feel like, boy, me and God, God's doing some amazing things. And there's other days when I feel like David right here when I'm like, woe is me. Everything's bad. I'm going to die. That's, I mean, it's just, we can get that way. So why was it that David was so depressed? I think we as church, as Christians, we've, we need to hear this. This, I almost skipped over this because I'm like, I've already talked about this before, but I should say this stuff once a week, okay? I, I've said it, I feel like once a week to people when they ask me questions and I, I say some of these things, not the exact points, but the words that I'm going to say, I've been saying this to people and saying it to myself many times. But why did David get depressed? Why was he so discouraged? Well, number one, his perspective was wrong. He had a wrong perspective. It says, and David said in his heart. He's walking by sight. The Bible tells us to walk by faith, but David's walking by sight. All he can see is the obstacles, and I don't blame him. I, I, I kind of, I'm trying to figure out, I've, I've, been a pastor for I was a pastor for 12 years I've taught the Bible for years basically going on what 22 years now and I'm, I'm trying to now as I study the Bible take off the filter of what you're supposed to say and try to and I don't like the, the word feel is scary but I want to feel the emotion and depend upon the truth you see what I'm saying so it's easy just to yell at David and say, David, come on, just get your mind focused on the truth. Okay, well, David has been put through the ringer. He's just had to stand up to Saul again, and he knows Saul's going to continue to chase him. Life's not changing. It just keeps getting worse. Put yourself in those shoes and tell me you would have the perfect response. But the answer is, why? The question is, why is David depressed? Why is he discouraged? And the answer, the first part of the answer is, he's got the wrong perspective. And that sounds so easy to say, and it is more difficult to live. But David's mindset is walking by sight. And I tell you what, I, when I find myself walking by sight and not faith, I get in the same place. Boy, you start focusing on the situations in life that you may not like or the situations of others in life that you, boy, they seem to have it better than I do. Why do they have this and I don't have that? And we're walking by sight. David said in his heart, well, our heart is desperately wicked. Though I understand the argument that when Christ comes in, he gives you a new life and in, in some say a new heart, but boy, that flesh is still there and that flesh still wants things to be peaceful and wants things to be nice and can still look at others with covetousness. David wasn't getting what he thought he was going to have. And finally it catches up to him and he got down in the dumps. His perspective was wrong. And, and, and to transition now to the correct answer, though difficult, we do have to get our mind on the truth. This is where, this is a counsel I give myself weekly. I feel like I'm telling some, I'm telling people weekly this truth right here. 
You've got to fix your mind on truth. If all you and I do is let our mind run rampant on all the negative things that are happening and all of the negative things that could happen and all the negative things that could happen if those negative things happen, if that's all we think about, if that's all we think about, it's let me say it one more time. If that is all that we think about, you're going to live depressed and discouraged. You've got, we've got to get back to what Philippians tells us and to think on things that are true. What is true? What is lovely? What is pure? Think upon Jesus Christ. It sounds cliche. It sounds like a Bible preacher answer, but it's the right answer. You can't be assuming the worst. Trust God. We say we believe God, but we live our lives miserable because we live a perspective of walking by sight. I believe. I'm already fired up. I'm only teaching right now through the podcast to my camera or to my screen, but I just think we get saved by faith and then our churches are and myself included, we're full of people walking by sight. And when the sight is not what they like, they get angry and mad and depressed. And now we got all kinds of medical problems that become, come because of it. And the God's looking in heaven going, don't you just trust me? Can't you just believe? The Bible says the just shall walk by faith, but... Boy, we walk by sight so often when our perspective is wrong. We we get discouraged. He was he had the wrong perspective. He was pessimistic in his reasoning. He was pessimistic. It comes right into my first point, but all he could see was the negative. All oh, this is what's gonna if you're one of those people that all you see is, oh, it's gonna be bad, it's gonna be this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. I'm telling you, I'm coming I have a doctorate in being perspective in being uh, being negative. Being pessimistic. Matter of fact, can I? All right. There's probably. We'll see who really listens to this podcast if I get made fun of. I'm 40 years old. And can I tell you this? I have a stuffed animal. All right. Get it out of the way. Laugh. Make fun of me. Do whatever you want. I have a stuffed animal. Matter of fact, I have two. Okay. Now continue laughing. Fine. When I was a kid growing up, my mom got me, I had a a Kermit the Frog one that I loved and it got uh, thrown away by accident. And uh, so my wife was, as a joke, kind of got me another one. But then she, there was another one that was Eeyore. And I've written about this on my podcast. I should link to it. You can go read about it. But when I saw that one, I said, ah, that would be the one I'd like to have. Now, Now, this is terrible. This is embarrassing, but who cares? If you listen to this, you deserve to be able to make fun of me. But I, I like the Eeyore one, and it sits in my room. I, when my wife makes the bed, she puts it on my side, but it sits on the shelf over there. And I look at it, and here's why I, here's why I have it. Here's, here's the reason why I have it. Because Eeyore had such a negative perspective on life. Oh, this is going to happen. And my family used to call me Eeyore because I had such a negative perspective on life. And I... And I and I wanted that. I wasn't ever going to ask my wife to get me a stuffed animal because I looked like a, a just a fool, a 40 years old, having a stuffed animal. But she got it. And I was like, sweet. Because I want to look at that stuffed animal every time and remind myself of who I used to be. Always negative, always walking by sight. 
looking for the worst thing to happen. And I get there sometimes, but now when I go to bed and I see that crazy stuffed animal, it's a Cincy one, by the way. You can order them online. They got a smell in them and they smell good. There's my advertisement for the day. But when I see that, it reminds me, don't be Eeyore. Walk by faith, not by sight. He was pessimistic. He said, one of these times, Saul's going to get me. I will perish one day by the hand of Saul. He's forgotten about the lion and the bear. He could, he could be positive in that. He's forgotten that he's had two chances to kill Saul, and he chose not to. He's put all that aside because when you get a negative mindset, you don't think about anything. All we do is complain, and we think about the most negative thing that could happen. So his, his perspective was wrong. That's why he was depressed. His, he had his pessimism, his pessimistic reasoning, I should say, was what had him down in the dumps. His problems, I mean, yeah, his problems, it's an easy reason to say he's down in the dumps. We, we know that one because we can all point to that. That's what we say, right? We say, well, I'm depressed because of this. Well, that's the problems. That's the easy answer. If we go deeper than the problems, we're going to find probably our pessimistic mindset and we're going to find that our perspective is wrong. We're walking by sight, not by faith. David had his problems, though, and I'm not ignoring the problems. Problems are big in life, and they're hard. The problems ought to drive us to God, as we've heard on this podcast a lot. But then I, there's another thing I notice here that, that breaks my heart. He had the wrong perspective, and he had problems, and he had a pessimistic mindset, but he was prayerless as well. David, a prayer warrior. A man who wrote psalms, and the psalms were prayers to God. He cried out to God. He, he loved God. He walked with God. But in this moment, he's so discouraged, he, he doesn't even pray. He just says, I'm going to die. Saul's going to catch up to me. The best thing I can do is just go to my enemies for refuge. Whoa! Remember what started this whole study? David went to the cave of refuge cave of Adullam, which means the cave of refuge to find his refuge in Jesus Christ. He was all alone, which caught my attention. While he was alone, he was writing, which I kind of like to do. I'm learning. I'm terrible at it, but I'm trying to learn how to write. And and David was alone and he was writing and it fascinated me. And he, he said, God, you're my refuge. But now he's saying, I'm going to find my refuge in my enemies. David is totally taken Everything has stripped himself of everything that he once had. And he's so, because of his problems that led to the wrong perspective, which led to pessimism and wrong thinking, now he's not even praying and talking to God. It's sad. It's like, how did we get here? I don't, I, it, it's crazy to think. But that's where David has gotten. Now, I'm not going to go too much further in this. David. Matter of fact, I could say this, David goes and guess what? Saul does turn away. The, the scary thing is, and I've said this on this podcast a couple of times, there are times when you make a plan and of yourselves and it's wrong and it actually works. And that's what's going to happen here for a little bit for David. And it's going to pull David away, I think, in some dark days away from God for a while. To a point, I think it's going to lead him to where he's even willing to fight against Israel, the people that he's supposed to rule as king one day. David gets pretty low, but I tell you what, I found in my life when I get the wrong perspective and I'm pessimistic and I let the problems control my mind instead of allowing the word of God to control my mind and I don't pray, talk to God and pour it out to him, I get the same way. 
And so here's my, here it is. I'm trying to wrap this up. I'm, I'm just so passionate about this, this subject because it's changed my life in two years. Not in the changed my life type of statement to which I've found it, I figured it out, and I've got it all solved, and now I never struggle with that again. No, that's not, you're not, you're not listening to that guy. You're listening to the guy that this truth has changed my life in many ways, but it's something I have to wrestle with and the tension I have to wrestle with every day. You have to do it every day. Because some of us, our minds are just gifted to go to the pessimistic side, the Eeyore side. But we got to keep our minds fixed on the truth of God's word. Why can so, this is a whole nother point. I don't have 15 minutes to get into this. But why do so many of us struggle fixing our mind on the truth? And why is it so easy to go and fixate on the negative? Because most of us don't know the truth. I'm not saying you're not saved. But most of us don't spend any time studying the Bible. I was talking to someone this week that was that asked me probably the same question 150 ways. What do I do if I'm depressed? What do I do if I'm bitter? What do I do if I'm angry? What if I do? And my answer was simply this. Get to know Jesus Christ. Get in the word of God. I said I said journal every day, write out your thoughts, write out your prayers. Write out what you're learning from God as you study. I told him, study Psalms. Write out what you're learning. Write out your prayers. Write out what you're learning about God in Psalms. Write out your struggles. Give those to God. And without even acknowledging what I said, the person just said, well, what do I do about, and then gave me another question. What do I do about this? And the answer is, you've got to get, in the word of God. You've got to get to know the truth, Jesus Christ. You've got to learn to listen to the Spirit's leading. You've got to get learn to fix your mind on what you know to be true about him. But if you don't know him because you don't know the word of God because you don't study it, you're going to struggle with the wrong mindset because you're not filling your mind with anything good. All we fill our mind with is the negative of Facebook and the negative of Instagram and the negative of whatever's out there that's popular now. When you're listening to this, and all we do is fill our minds with the negative of the news, and we don't offset that with the powerful, life-changing Word of God, and then we wonder why our churches are filled with Christians that are pessimistic, that are walking by sight, their perspective is wrong, their problems are dominating their lives. It's sad. I read these old missionary stories. I may never shut up because this is just on my mind. I read these old missionary stories of Hudson Taylor and the difficult times that he faced. You know what I think is different between Hudson Taylor and I mean, we could debate this. Hudson Taylor wasn't distract. He could have been. Don't get me wrong. Don't say there was. I'm not going to say there wasn't distractions for him. But he wasn't scrolling through Facebook all the time and reels and things like that, allowing his mind to be consumed with the things of everybody else. Instead, he spent time with God. Adonai Judson, all these old people that lived in a different generation, they weren't better than us, but they didn't have as many distractions. They had distractions. They had to be disciplined. They had to make decisions. But they didn't have as much stuff that we waste our time on today. And they actually spent time with God and they knew God. And so when they faced the trials of life, they could fix their minds on the truth. Were there some in their time period that didn't? Sure. But I think... It, in my opinion, 
not a scientific poll, not an expert. It just seems like we have a lot of people, myself included many times, that I'd rather take the easy route of scrolling through something and worrying about it than actually digging in and getting to know Jesus and trusting him and walking by faith. Boy, that feel like, felt like 19 minutes of a rant. I probably should have skipped 1 Samuel 27. But boy, I'm just passionate about that because it's a struggle for me. I am Eeyore many times. And he, my stuffed animal reminds me of it. So, hey, thanks for listening this week to the podcast. If this podcast was a help to you, would you please, maybe this one wasn't because it was a rant, but if it was, I learned that you can go on Spotify and you can you can hit a five-star review now. You can probably hit a one-star review as well, but you can do that. It's really simple. I did it today for my own podcast. It was really simple. Boom, click it. It's at the top on Spotify. You can always do that on Alpha Podcast. If you can write a review, that would help as well. I really appreciate it. I'm not going to leave any ramblings at the end, so I'll just give my my things right now and encourage you to subscribe to the newsletter that I'm writing. This week I wrote about how I took a little pill and it took me to the emergency room. So I wrote about that this week. You can also find it on the blog at bradmcclure.org. Thank you for listening. No rambling today. I gave it right here at the end. I hope that you and I will fix our minds on the truth and not waste our time worrying about what might not happen when we have and we serve a big God. Thanks for listening.